This is Dollars and Sensibility with Tom Stone. And we're gonna talk about what you really want. And at the end of the day, how to get what you really want is to understand money. Guild Mortgage, NMLS number 3274, Tom Stone, NMLS number 257849. The information contained in these podcasts are for educational purposes only and do not necessarily express the opinions of Guild Mortgage. Welcome to another podcast, another session, another recording of Dollars and Sensibility. And uh, do me a favor, introduce yourselves for me because I have some very special guests and Levi and Natalie, make sure I don't do your last names wrong. Levi, what's your what's your full name? So my name is Levi Shomas. And? Natalie Crossley. So this is going to be one of my more fun episodes. Not to say that me talking about finances and mortgages isn't just a hoot for people, <laughs> but it was so fun. I think we ought to introduce how we met. Is that okay? Yeah. So it's kind of funny because, you know, if you ever have those feelings of, you know, meant to be's, I think meant to be's are things that you create personally. Okay. And meant to be's can be like, how did we, how did that, you know, whatever. But I had some, my neighbor tell me, Hey Tom, I was down South in Southern Utah. And I was across the street. I was I checked with my neighbor on something. It's just, we were just there on vacation. And I said, Hey, where should I go for a ride? I had an ATV and he said, you really need to go to Tokerville falls. He told me how to get there. It was just kind of down around. I was in hurricane. So I showed up on my little ATV and I thought, Oh, I'm all by myself. Oh, no, I'm not. What was your story? So you were at Tokerville Falls like me, but how'd you get there? <laughs> this was my first time off-roading with <laughs> Levi. So he was driving and I was just kind of holding on to the, oh crap, handle. <laughs> <laughs> and we, our friend just also recommended Tokerville Falls. We're just visiting and looking for a place to go paint because I love to paint outside from life. Mm -hmm. And he recommended Tokerville Falls. Well, he gave us one of three options. Oh we, yeah, we mm -hmm. he he goes down to, to St. George a lot, and mm -hmm. so we were driving and on the way down, um, I called him and said, "Hey, what are some places that Natalie can go paint?" Mm -hmm. And he mentioned a couple, and and Tokerville Falls was one of them, and and that kind of caught my attention. And and he said it's it's a little bit of a sketchy road to get mm -hmm. there, but um, but your truck should be okay. So, but he says it's kind of like enter at your own risk. Yep. And yep. the 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 man that I am, I was of like, course. I got this. Oh yeah, of course. Um, and we looked it up online, and we saw, oh yeah, this would be really fun. Um, it's a it's a great place to paint. We sh I showed Natalie online, and she's like, yeah, let's do that. So we get there, and or we get to the beginning of the trail, and I was like, okay, it's not too bad. It's a little bumpy, and then there's <laughs> yep. a couple of sketchy spots where I was like, the oh, rocks, over oh, oh, the yeah. rocks. Yep. Yeah. Um, and uh, we just we kept going, and we along the way we kept asking people. How much farther do we need to go? Because <laughs> I'm like thinking to myself. People were coming back, huh? Yeah, my, my yeah. truck's only a couple years old. This is the first time it's really been off-road mm. itself. Um, and so I'm still kind of babying it a little bit. And and uh, um, we we get to the spot where we can kind of see where it's at. And so we, we got we got past the worst part. And then we just found a spot. And mm -hmm. we're like, okay, let's, this is, let's just paint here. And we were kind of by ourselves. And before you came along, mm -hmm. um, there was, I think, maybe one or two other people that had already come, and they just would come look at the falls and then just just mm -hmm. drive by. And so we just kind of were by ourselves. And then you came along, <laughs> and you you were kind of at the top of the falls, and we were kind of down towards yep. the the yep. middle part. And and I I noticed you, and mm -hmm. I was like, okay, what's this guy doing? Because mm -hmm. um, you know you just you're out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and you just kind of stood there, and I could tell that you kind of looked over a couple times, and mm -hmm. and I mean you're probably what maybe. 80 yards away, 50 yeah. yards away, something yeah. like that. Anyway, so I was sitting in my chair watching her um, paint and just enjoying the day. And I was kind of watching you up there. Um, and then you just kind of disappeared. Like you got back on your bike and you mm -hmm. just kind of disappeared. And I was like, okay, I guess we're, we're in the clear with that. <laughs> He's out of here. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. but maybe two or three minutes later, I, I turned around and there you were. And I was like, oh, what, what's going on? What's this guy want? Yeah, I was like, I like tiptoeing <laughs> to scare him to death. No, no. But we we only had, we actually only had, like, we had till, till sundown. Mm -hmm. So we got there, what, 3? Around there, yeah. 3, 3, 3, 3 30. And, yeah. and I said, okay, Nat, how fast can you paint this? <laughs> and she was like, I'll do my best. <laughs> um, and so that was another part of it, too. I was like, oh, no, how long is this going to stick around? Exactly. And I knew that, too. I'm like, should I bother him? I know she's painting and the yeah. sun's going down. Um, 
but, but there was a point where we were just like, whatever, we're fine. It was perfect. Yeah. Like, and I and I just kind of thought, you know what, we're already past that point of mm. it'll, it'll be dark before we leave, before we get off this trail. So it's fine. We'll just paint till we paint kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But that's that's kind of the, the story. I, I don't know if you want to add to that. Oh, that was perfect. Yeah. No, I was just painting. I didn't notice you as well. And I'm, I'm sometimes leery when I go out painting. Sure. I've had, I get so focused. That's mm. why I always bring a friend. Mm. But I get so focused that I've had people come up behind me and I, it scares me. Yeah. That my brush does its own <laughs> magic trick onto the canvas that I don't love. <laughs> so, well, yeah. And again, I said, I was up there and I'm like, what they're doing down there is pretty cool. Cause I was making a video, right? Like I do these outdoor videos that talk about finances and trying to be unique, right? So I was like, I just came to Torquerville Falls and like you. If everyone watches the videos, I'm like, just like you, when you come out something pretty like this, you notice the beauty and you want to talk about real estate. And that's how I always start out my videos, right? <laughs> so I'm like, I'm driving to Torquerville Falls. I have my little phone or my GoPro. And I, I just do a one minute video of something just so that people kind of capture the idea. And it's fun to see something else besides someone at a you know a whiteboard or something like that, right? But I saw you and I'm like, should I bother them? I'm like, don't bother them. She's painting. Just like you said, I'm like, it's getting dark, the whole thing. And I'm like, eh, I'm going to go bother them. <laughs> and it's just to see, they can kick me out fast. And the fact that you guys were so warm and inviting. And I'm like, can I just see what you're doing? Because obviously, again, I amortize for a living. It's not the sexiest thing out there. But when someone has a true artistic or musical or you know some sort of creative I just got to see it. I got to see what they're doing. You know, that's just cool. And to then to see that you were painting the falls and then truly the magical part for me was the fact that I would say, so what do you do for a living? And from my point, I'm going to take it again and say, you know, so you paint, do you do this for a living? And you said, yes. And I was like, Oh, that's even interesting. So you sell your paintings and you said, I do murals. And I started talking about an outdoor mural. And you're like, well, I actually do inside murals. And I'm like, never met someone who does that. <laughs> Seen them, never met them. And then I learned that you went on your own about a year ago mm-hmm. and, and, you know, exploring uh, the entrepreneurship or becoming an entrepreneur. Let's go there for a second. And then we'll run over to Levi and his comments. So the idea that, hey, <clears throat> I've been painting murals and I'm going to do this on my own. How did that, wh- how did that happen and why? Um, well, it first starts off with the love. You, I love painting and painting murals. It's always been painting. It's just always been. So, so I got to ask, I'm going to interrupt because you said murals. I mean, painting the little thing that you were painting, which was 12 by 12 or something, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. 12 by 12. That was nice. But an entire wall or a room is a whole different world. Oh, yeah. It's a different ball game, but it's a different animal. <laughs> but it, you prefer the smaller, do you prefer the murals? To me, this, the, I do just because it's really fun to transform a whole room into an experience mm. where you walk in and now you're not just in four white walls, but you're now transported to a jungle or you're transported yeah. to the mountainside that you love biking in or whatever. You mm-hmm. know, it's just, mm-hmm. and it's really fun, especially with some of the clients I've had in the past. Like I've loved personalizing these murals for them and making it a part of the them I, in, in a way it's like, a family history wall in a way because you're talking mm-hmm. with them and stuff so but it's always been a love it's painting has been my mom is really good about having things in the house for us just mess around and experiment with hmm. and um was your mom an artist yes she gave it up because there are a lot of kids i'm one of eight hmm. big um, family yeah but where do you fit i'm the fifth you're the fifth mm-hmm. middle child mm-hmm do we have middle child question marks or are we cool? Oh, I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, of course. So, yes, there was only one rule. You always clean up. You leave no evidence of how you got to the end product. Uh-huh. That's kind of, yeah, just always, I've always painted, always loved it. Um, I love trying to capture the happy moments around me. Like, and that's one reason why I love going out and why you found us is mm-hmm. why it's just going out in nature and taking time to observe and to see um, art is painting for me is all about learning how to see and to see specifically relationships and stuff like that. So learning how to see, uh-huh. I'm writing this down, by the way, learning how to see, and you said something about relationships. What does that mean? Yeah, and, and the relationships within that view or whatever, but relationships of what? So like you're with art, you're always constantly analyzing values um 
basically your light and your dark. And there are hundreds of variations of that. Mm -hmm. And so you're learning how to see, how do I explain it? Let's see. Um, you're just, you, you try to interpret those values or those, I can call, I call them relationships because as you get those relationships into harmony, that's when you can actually, when people look at that picture, they're like, Oh, there's a tree, there's a mountain. It's peaceful. It's, I love it. So those words are like exceptionally valuable, especially for your industry, the logo over second. But to me, the word is connection. Uh-huh. That's how you connect to a piece of art, mm-hmm. right? Is that there, there's harmony. You just said, you said relationships, which I'm hearing this. This is maybe I've heard this before. I don't think I have, by the way, I know that light is not one color. It's all colors. You know, that there's particles of, of, of color and light, mm-hmm. for example. But the fact that you can say a painting is relationships, <laughs> I'm just like, well, that's like, that makes my mind kind of go hundred miles an hour to, well, that helps me in, that could help me in my marriage. That could help me in my work. That could help me in my business relationships, right? Yeah. Well, if we dive deep into any aspect mm-hmm. of life, like a career or anything, you're going to start to see parallels in all other areas. Um, and painting's one of those. Expand on that. Um, just like, oh boy. <laughs> just, um, let's see. Well, with painting, like, as I said before, just the, it's about learning how to see. And as I dive deeper into it, I, basically we'll just have to have it you come and teach an art class because it's easier to explain it <laughs> well, as we well, get a foundation. Well, again, it. everything to me relates to motorcycles. That's my ground level. And there's a, a shirt that Harley Davidson makes that says, and it comes down to, it's like, so you ride motorcycles? Yeah. Does your back get tired? Yeah. Do you get bugs in your, yeah. Does your butt get tired? Yeah. So why do you do it? And there's a shirt they they did that says, if I have to explain it to you, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> yeah. Is that similar to what we're trying to say here? Is that it's it's such it's, an experience. A lot of learning is experience, I think. So yeah, I would agree with that. She just taught us something without telling us. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just go over to Levi. So so again, here we are. You know, this was a I don't know, it was a five or ten minute encounter that we had. And it was like, I want you guys on my podcast. That's what I said. Huh? <laughs> I said, and I might want to introduce you to my CAPS students, not mine, but you know, there's some, the CAPS students are students that are juniors and seniors at Wasatch High School who do business projects, uh, all sorts of varieties of things. Right. And, and some things like that. And she's like, would you be interested? And you're like, well, yes. And, and so let's, I, I think it's a great segue to say, I'm hearing about connections. I'm hearing about relationships. I'm hearing about these kind of things. Levi, what do you do for a living? So <clears throat> I'm a therapist, mental health therapist. Uh, I've been that's for about 15 years now. Mm. And it, is it marriage? Is it adolescence? Is yeah. So it... my, my credentials are a licensed clinical social worker. So LCSW. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I see, I kind of see everybody. I've seen couples, I've seen, um, adults, teenagers, children. I, I think that my, my passion are teenagers and adults. Um, I, uh, growing up, I've I've had a lot of anxiety, and so I, I kind of relate a lot to mm-hmm. anybody with anxiety, and I can um, really work with them, whether it's just normal, typical anxiety or trauma or whatever. Um, so, so yeah, that's what I do. And then, would you say? And again, this is almost like a leading question. My apology, but I have to ask it this way to make a point. So, does that mean you figured out anxiety? No, <laughs> no. I mean, I I know of it. Uh, I know what it feels like. I know ways to um, address it, but um, no way. Anxiety is so complex. So, so how do you, as a therapist, relating to it, connecting right with somebody who feels that way? Mm-hmm. Tell us, you know. So, just being aware of it, you know. Obviously, I feel anxiety. I think anxiety is good to a certain point. It makes us move sometimes, right? Yeah. So but, there's two types of anxiety. I mean, there's eustress and distress. Eustress is what, like, if you if you wake up and your alarm's been going off for 10 minutes and you're going to be late if you don't get up right now, that's you stress. It's get your behind out of bed and, and go get ready. Distress is when it is when it like stops you from doing something that you want to mm. do or it gets in the way of something. Sure. So yeah, there are definitely two different types of stress. So understanding. Yeah. Awareness. Like you said, awareness, awareness is, is definitely one of the, the first steps, probably the biggest step. So with that context and introduction, I want to evolve the conversation into this. 
you guys are both entrepreneurs also. Mm -hmm. So you've decided to, to go on your own, make your business, which is kind of the root of this podcast as far as, well, I don't think it's, it's all intertwined as you just described that, you know, feelings, emotions, connections, relationships, those kind of things. Tell us why let's, let's go back to you, Natalie. Why this love, this passion for art and you have been working for somebody creating beautiful murals, but you said something about, I realized I wasn't going to progress. I think that's what you told me. Yeah. Not in the way I wanted to. I felt like I had kind of plateaued. Um, so sorry, say your question one more time. <laughs> it's, it's the why, why did you choose entrepreneurship? Okay. I, I just have, I felt like there was a message I wanted to get out and art has a unique way of bridging the gap between languages and ages. Like you can be a two year old and learn from a painting mm -hmm. and you don't have to speak the same language. I don't have to speak this French or anything to communicate and a concept that I'm wanting to share or to like art has a way of bringing peace and balance to people's lives. Um, I feel like there's a reason why it's preserved in museums and stuff like that. Of course. But um, so the main reason for me is I, I wanted to be able to create the freedom and the time to create these, this drive that I have um, and to communicate with people and hopefully uplift and bring light to their life because things are kind of crazy. We need time to slow down and just breathe. <laughs> Let me ask this question again, totally a layman, right? I'm so fascinated in this stuff. But I could just take a picture. I could just take a picture. Why would I need to or want to have a painting of the same thing? I can take it. I took a picture of the falls, mm -hmm. but you painted it. Mm -hmm. I can have the actual picture. Tell me the difference. By no means am I demeaning painting. I know there's more to it, but you know, I can just take a picture. Why would I? Why would I need a painting? That's a great question. Um, my, I mean, I might get on a little artistic soapbox. Here. It's, what I, it's what I asked. <laughs> it's what I asked. <laughs> But um, there's something very beautiful uh, with painting because you're interpreting someone else's view. They took the time to really put their heart into it. And um, they there's something beautiful in creation. I mean, photographs, we are looking at creation, mm -hmm. uh, creators, creation, whatever. And um, but there's something I, I don't know how to describe it, but like there's just a. I feel about it. You can bring something out in your painting that maybe the actual picture correct doesn't do. I move mountains, I move trees and rocks and <laughs> rivers all the time. <laughs> this is for biblical. My, for my, yeah. This is biblical. <laughs> Let's not go there. But like, yeah, it's just um, yeah. If there's a tree in the wrong place and it's not helping my design, I just move it over <laughs> and, and stuff like that. But they're you're trying as a artist, you're making conscious decisions for a focal point for the viewer to attract their attention. It's not just a moment. A photo, a photo is capturing a moment and it's in com like completely, you can look down into the details and see everything going on. Whereas an artist, I'm choosing to emphasize things over others um, because I want the viewer to have an experience rather than all the information at once. I hear her. I, under, I understand that what she's telling me is true. I've seen a painting, but yet to have her describe that, there's no way I could describe it the way she's described it, right? Well, that's, that's her life. <laughs> that's her life. That's that's pretty cool. But why why mess that up with all the business side of things? Marketing, billing, uh, taxes. You know, what about that part of it? Yeah, I'd love to just paint the rest of it. <laughs> Not have to worry about that part, just to be totally honest. Um, because I wanted to be, I want more freedom to be able to paint. And so you kind of have to dive in and understand all parts of, of it all to be able to um, have the freedom to do more of what you like. So, so give and take. Yeah. And I think there's a, there's a season for everything. So right now I'm in the workhorse season. <laughs> And just trying to get things in place and all the cogs aligned so that it can work for itself sort of thing. So, and then I'll have the freedom to go paint more. So, Good for you. Well, and I think it just kind of goes along with the, that saying of, if you love what you do, you don't ever work a day in your life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I think that if Natalie were to pick another job right now, it would just be that it would just be a job. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that she would wake up every morning going, oh, I don't want to get out <laughs> of bed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the mountains are calling. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- those of us who have never experienced it wouldn't know what we're missing, but she's experienced it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I know how good it could be. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's the problem. Right. It's a great problem. <laughs> I think everyone should have it. <laughs> I love that. So you're an entrepreneur. I am. You chose to be an entrepreneur, a self-employed person. Yeah. Why? That's a great question. I I mean, when I was a teenager, I remember um, telling everybody I wanted to own my own business someday, and um, it was always a sports store. I wanted to mm-hmm. own. Uh, when I lived down in um, Orem. Uh, or in Utah, I, I thought I was, there was a sports store that was there. I forget what it's called. Um, but I always would walk in there going, this is what I wanted. Like a big five, one of those kind Something of Something like that, but mm-hmm. it was just a local one. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I went on a, an LDS mission and then came home and-, and Where'd you go? Uh, <clears throat> Boise, Idaho. Love it. Yeah. Good for you. So I, I love as, it. As soon as I got altitude on my plane, I just started coming back. <laughs> I don't even know if I hit altitude. But anyway, um, good for you. Yeah. So, uh, so I knew that I, there was always this businessman in me. Um, and then it, it just kind of took a turn when I came home and felt really inspired to, uh, do the mental health side of things. Um, I can, and then over time, I saw that I was, uh, I had a gift in helping people, but I always had this passion of wanting to own a business. And so I just was able to combine the two and here we are. Now. And how did you make that transition? We talked a little bit before we started the podcast, you said you didn't jump in, you to hold on a second. You said, I wrote it down. I'm going to say it right. Something about stepping, you stepped into the dark. Yeah. You didn't jump into the dark. Yeah. I feel like we're kind of mixing two different analogies here. So it's like, um, you know, you don't just, I, I couldn't just jump in the jump in the deep end because I I was too scared to as far as like uh, for doing the, the water analogy but if, yeah the dark I I needed to take it one step at a time because for me it was really scary I mean somebody who grew up having anxiety it was scary enough to to venture on my own yeah. let alone just jump all the way in so I I decided I needed to to kind of just see what it's like first and so I I kind of worked a little bit. So I had a full-time job and then after hours I would um, rent an office from somebody and just work when, when they weren't working and uh, saw, I think I got up to about nine to 12 clients a week. And at that point I realized, okay, I could do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kept getting phone calls that I had to turn away. And I was like, mm-hmm. why am I turning these people away? I'm going to, I got this. And so it, it was really scary at first. And I, I think that I mean, anybody that's buying a home for the first time or, or moving away for the first time, there's mm-hmm. that kind of that, that fear of, oh no, what's going to happen. But er, so far, every time I do that, something magical happens and, and it's like, it, it's like, okay, this isn't so bad after all. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think that just, I feel like as I jump in or, or maybe take a step into the dark light happens and it's it's very interesting for me if there was like an overarching theme to this conversation i think it'd be the stepping into the dark to see the light yeah and you mentioned that before and patterns and and relationships and these things that you it's like a blank slate and it becomes something yeah right the contrast is what helps you to see so the contrast is what another, helps you to see <laughs> we might need to have a second podcast <laughs> with, with everything that's coming out of youtube this is good stuff my goodness the contrast is what say it again helps you to see well yeah right yeah. right and you got to step into the dark to see the light yeah but we're scared because if it's dark we can't see we don't we can't see for sure if it's going to work or not I guess one more thing and simply to bring up the fact that there's some real anxiety there yeah. even through your life. How did you, how did, how did you, you felt it, mm-hmm. it was there. Mm-hmm. How did you overcome it? How did you put it where it needs to be to move forward? Well, cause I mean, we're in year number six or seven or eight of your self-employed business, right? Yeah. So, uh, I think we just hit, I mean, our, our birthday is October, so I think we just hit six years. Okay, so you you're at a point of this or sucker's working. This is this is this is a real deal. Yeah, I mean, we always we always heard that if you can get to to year five, you know, half the businesses 
don't get to to that fifth year mm -hmm. and so we hit that fifth year and we thought okay we're we're doing good we're still alive but mm -hmm. not only are we still alive we're, we're, we're thriving we're growing mm -hmm. we just keep going um and then after i hit year five i then heard the the quote or the saying half the businesses fell at year five and then half of those businesses that that survive die at before um they hit 10 years and so i was like mm -hmm. oh no so I, I got another mile marker and I got to hit. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, the, the anxiety is there. It's real. Um, I I mean, I, I wish I could say that that it's all me. But uh, I, I think that, I mean, I, I do believe that God's been sure. a, a big part of this. And and he helps me step into the dark. And he helps me. It's almost like he says, it's you know, he gives me that, that, that little bit of confidence saying it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. So I do it. And, and I'm just very prayerful about it. And mm -hmm. it, it just works out. Mm -hmm. I'm in the middle of a book and it's called, you know, be a rhino. I'm down this coaching says you have to read this book and he is, I don't know what religious affiliation he is, but he's always quoting scripture. And he says, all of, he says in this rhino book, which is being like, you know, go for it kind of a book. Yeah. He said, uh, the Bible's got all of the information in it that we're supposed to do us reading, writing our books or just taking it from there. Yeah. And so whether you're religious or not, it's some fantastic quotes and some fantastic. Yeah. Uh, well, if they did it, you know, hundred years ago, a thousand years ago, two thousand years ago, and it's still true today. Maybe we ought to look at that. Yeah, definitely. I also am a big believer in, in what you said, but I also know that it does come down to you choosing sure. and you acting yeah. and making it happen. Yeah. So sometimes when we, we say a higher power is helping us, it's not that you're waiting and hoping it all of a sudden, uh, you know, oh, happens yeah. is no, I've decided. And mm -hmm. the next step can be open to you. I mean, I'm not a, oh my gosh, this was meant to be guy, but I am a, I look every day for my, when I'm moving forward for mostly someone I can meet mm -hmm. something that's new. And I had a friend of mine, my neighbor, intelligent man. Uh, if you're listening, it's Tony, my neighbor, Tony, if you're listening, <laughs> <clears throat> Hi, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tony says to me, just randomly, just neighbor, how you doing? How's your daughter kind of thing? And he says, yeah, what I do now is I, I want, I look for each day that's something that surprises me. And I said, wait a minute, tell me what you mean. He's like, I just, you know, certainly, you know, be grateful. Look for something to be grateful for, those kind of things. He says, but I just like looking for something that surprised me because it, it kind of keeps me on my toes. It's something new and refreshing and what I learned from it. Hmm. I love that. You know, I got surprised. I got what, what surprised me today. I was surprised that that person, uh, even he could say, like, acted so negatively. That was interesting to me. Why did he act negatively? Hmm. That person acted so positively. Or, man, everything worked out today. You know, I my lunch was, you know, on time. It was tasted well. You know, that was really awesome. Now, up to major surprises, right? That makes life flavorful. Makes life, you know, something. Ooh, you know, what's today gonna be? I have to, I wonder and imagine since I'm not an artist that that's maybe how you can say, what is this painting going to turn out to be? What is this going to speak to me? Is that, is there some truth to that? There is some truth. There's always that in the words of, um, Bob Ross, the happy accidentals. You know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the happy truth that you, there is a, every time you're creating, there's always going to be an element. I feel like an element of surprise or a happy accidental, or you mm -hmm. didn't see that coming, but we're going to work with that sort mm -hmm. of thing. Cause it's, it's creating, you're taking, in a way, you're taking chaos and all these elements and you're working it together and creating something that's never existed before. And so, that's right. I mean, and we do that with our lives, like with our businesses, with mm -hmm. everything, with the new day, we're thinking about, okay, I have no clue what's gonna happen today, but this is my plan and I'm gonna walk forward and we're gonna look for those exciting or things like, like you said, those surprising moments, so. I've, I've to almost repeat exactly what you said, just to endorse what you just said or what you both have said. I believe that we are at our core creators and builders mm -hmm. and if we're creating and we're building and that's paintings, buildings, businesses, relationships, families, you know, you can build and create anything gardens yeah. when we're not doing those things, I think is when we find ourselves not fulfilled, not purposeful and we feel unhappy. I agree with that. So obviously you guys, and, and you guys have chosen professions where you obviously are painting and you're actually creating, I don't, I'm not going to board your mouth. You obviously, people come to you with problems. Mm -hmm. So I, I would have, I was going to put words in your mouth. I don't want to, what are you creating with your business? And I know, I, I think you are, 
what would you put in your words? In my business, I'm creating or building what? <clears throat> I, I think that I could say something very similar to Natalie. I think I could say that I'm, I'm creating or building happiness. I mean, people are coming to me because they're tired of being not happy. And so they want to find that happiness. And so I'm helping them find it in, them, in themselves. Um, and so, I mean, I, I guess we just tied in painting and mental health mm -hmm. just, just now, but, um, yeah, I, I think that, I think that you're right. I think that, um, we're naturally builders and creators and, and some people, um, the, the thought keeps coming to my mind since you've said that of, um, so down in Southern Utah, we do canyoneering and, um, water comes and washes through the canyons. Um, and then the sun never hits that water. And so until it rains again, that water is just sitting still. And when you see standing water that's been there for, for weeks, you, the last thing you want to do is touch that water because mm -hmm. it's gross. Mm -hmm. And um, when you see moving water or what they would call in the Bible, living water, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's fresh, it's new, it's, it's um, clear. And, and so the idea of people that have been stagnant in their life, people that have been standing still or plateauing mm -hmm. um, in their life, um they're they're just tired of it and and they want something different and they're they're tired of the the same mundane life kind of the groundhog day mm -hmm. of life and so um yeah so they 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 want to find that in themselves and so that's i guess my my job that's what i'm building or helping them build it within themselves my simple phrase is help them get out of stuck yeah mm -hmm. yeah get them out of stuck and in my experience i had i had a I was, eh, why not? Let's just talk like we're I was a bishop for a while. Okay. <clears throat> and in that role, that religious role, you would help people. And I would, my whole job was to push them off their stuck. Yeah. And, and that's maybe a little too something to say it that way. And even when a marriage couple would come in, and of course one would say he or she is not this and not that, or he or she is not this or not that, I'd listen to them. And, and then inevitably, if it was a real tough situation, I'd say, sounds like we should probably get separated. And they'd go, what? Well, well no, I'm not saying that. You know, if I'm going to get separated, I might as well get divorced. I wasn't necessarily saying they should even get separated. I was just trying to push them to a decision, push them off of where they're at because they've been circling and circling and circling and circling and circling. I'm just getting angry and upset because they're getting upset and they just do the same thing over and over Cycle, again. Yeah. Get off one way or another. And, and again, whether that was the best advice specifically may or may not have been true. But it was I'm trying to force them into thinking outside of their stuck position mm -hmm. and get off of it. And maybe it is a true thing to get there. So I, I love hearing what you guys are saying. I want to I want to take it to kind of what I do. Not that this is about me, but just, you know, this whole, you know, helping people gain personal wealth through real estate. And this is not instead of or but or it's in addition to what we've talked about so how do we help and create literally um passive income retirement so that you truly are painting for the beauty of it Yay. <laughs> 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 okay. and yeah the bills and all those things but they're just kind of taken care of and 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 you have a business that's thriving you have a partner you said yeah. and you're paying rent i assume for your office building so what, what if you're paying that same rent to yourself, to a building that you own, and then you own that building and maybe you buy another one and so forth and so on, right? Mm -hmm. And we actually down at Tokerville Falls, it, it evolved into that, right? I said, well, what, you know, I do mortgages and I help people with real estate. Yeah. And the mortgage company I work with that I work for or part of is Guild Mortgage. And we focus on one to four family, meaning a single family, duplex, triplex, fourplex. Personally, I do commercial real estate. So on the side, I do office buildings, retail buildings, those kind of things. So I have personally a lot of experience on one side or the other. And one of my favorite stories to tell, and she, she's actually going to be come on the podcast next month. So I have permission. I'm not going to say her name yet, but I just love it. You know, she, she didn't have any huge fancy job. She just worked hard. She cuts hair and is a waitress and he worked at the cable company. And again, I, I asked her if I could say this and. They have seven houses here in Wasatch County, all paid for, Wow, you know, all paid for. This is a 20, 25 year process, you know, and so they do whatever the, they would say blank they want, yeah. you know, and by the way, she still cuts my hair, you know, <laughs> she still wants to do that, you know, mm -hmm. she's like, yeah, sure. It's a few bucks. I enjoy it. It's why not. So, so again, I say that because 
the, 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 Hey, I started out, I found a passion for my career. I love doing it. I went entrepreneurial. I'm, I'm making the business work. I'm making some money. The next step is then how can I get to a position where I'm having passive income coming in and it allows me to be obviously look to the retirement. And I've learned more and more that retirement is no longer cut and run. It's why well, still might want to talk to some clients or I still might want to paint myself. I still probably want to talk about real estate and help people with this thing. It's kind of fun. Mm -hmm. I just don't want to do it every day or not be forced to go every day into the office or if I don't want to. And so with that said, let's talk about your, your position. What, you know, I asked this question a little bit when you said I'm interested in real estate, tell me why you were interested or what you're thinking. And we kind of went through this a little bit, but you know, have this big menu, you know, do I go into flipping houses? Do I go into commercial? Do I go into residential? Tell us your thoughts there. Yeah. So, uh, my business partner, Ashley and I, we, um, running this business, we, we've been so conservative with our money that, um, we have a little bit in the bank now and, and we're like, okay, well, how can we have this money make more money? And, uh, we just, we're, we're kind of in the same same mindset where we just want to um, invest and we we talk to some people at an investment company and we just keep gravitating back to real estate <clears throat> um, I don't know why but but we do and so we just keep exploring that but we feel like we're great clinicians we're great great therapists but we're horrible business people because we're just kind of winging it and and um, so we, we don't know the first thing about what to do and so we're like, well, do we, like you said, do we, what do we do? Do we go to, to, to duplexes, to, to single homes, to short-term, long-term rentals? Do we, do we go build our own building? What do we do with all of mm -hmm. this? And, um, we just don't know where to start. And so not knowing where to start kind of just mm -hmm. halts us. Yeah. And so, um, meeting people in the middle of nowhere at Tokerville <laughs> Falls is, is kind of fun to, to see unfold. Sure. And, um, uh, and, and just, try to figure out okay well what we're right now we're kind of in that gathering information stage mm -hmm. so that we can make an educated decision yep. uh, you know you mentioned earlier uh you know sometimes the best or the best time to act is now yeah and and so we want to um we want to mm -hmm. we just don't want to do it blindly mm -hmm. so so yeah that's just kind of where we're at right now so let's just kind of maybe for fun they can hear us talk about what the steps are and i i asked you own your own home and you said yes uh -huh. And that's great. And you have owned it for about five years, you said. Mm -hmm. So you've got some equity. We we determined you got anywhere from two fifty to three fifty, four hundred thousand dollars worth of equity, depending on what's happening in the market. Yeah. So let's call it three hundred thousand dollars. Okay. How do you tap into that? So, you know, for example, you've got some cash in the bank. Well, I, I always tease that cash is king, but cash is king. And then when you forget that, remember always your backup is cash is king. Because in those times when it is tough or the times when you need something, cash speaks, right? So you definitely want to have some equity growing in properties and equities growing in equities, you know, stocks or bonds, those kind of things. But cash is king. So you always want to make sure there's enough of a, a nest egg sitting in your bank account that I, I feel comfortable. But with that, so you might have so much that you say, if I've got half a million dollars in the bank, we can you know get rid of a quarter million of it and keep a quarter million. We're still feeling really good about ourselves. Just throwing numbers out. Okay, I don't, I'm not saying those are your numbers. But the other piece that I always recommend is opium. I'm pausing for effect there. <laughs> Pardon me? Pardon me? OPM, other people's money. And I've shared this before that you know people say, hey, I'm going to get an investor. You know, and they say, well, investors usually want 20, 25, 50% of the transaction because they're risking with you. And I usually say, well, you know, if I were you, I'd probably get a bank involved because they usually want, you know, four, five, six, seven percent. And that's an interest rate, I know, but it's a whole lot less than 25% of the whole kit and caboodle. And other people's money is one of the other, those things. And the cool thing about real estate is you have this home that has 300 ish thousand dollars of equity in it sitting there. And you can go get yourself a, a home equity line of credit or a cash out refinance, depending on what rates you're doing and what's the best, smartest decision. And you can pull that money out. I usually tell people to get a home equity line of credit because it sits at zero until you need it. Mm -hmm. Whereas a cash out refinance, you pay the interest right off the bat. Mm -hmm. Depends on how fast you're going to move, right? The home equity, then you have this, let's say there's two, $300,000. You now have a beautiful down payment 
because most investment properties require a 20, 25% down payment, a little larger down payment. And it gives you the option to say, well, I don't really want to have the home equity payment. I'm going to use my cash. Or I really like the cash is king principle and I'm going to keep as much cash as I can to feel comfortable. And then I'm going to utilize this. And I have so much cash in addition to my home equity, I can do two properties. I can do three properties. I can do four properties. And where we're at, <clears throat> I always tell people, and by all means, this is an opinion, but it also is backed up with facts. If I was investing, I would invest in, if I'm in the state of Utah, which we are, and there's plenty of other places, there's many, many beautiful other places, but I would invest in Washington County or Wasatch County. They're the fastest growing um, counties in America, like top five, right? And people say, ah, but they're more expensive. And I'm like, right. And you also get more rent. You also have more demand. You also have more. So one of the, one of the mentalities people have is, well, I'm going to start small. I'm going to go to a place that's, you know, only for hundred grand, I can get something. Okay. Well, if you've ever played the game of Monopoly, that's called St. Charles place. <laughs> and when you own the whole thing, you get 45 bucks a month. Yeah. But when you have a hotel on boardwalk, you're getting, you're done. You've made it, you've, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars a month. And so, and you want to build up to that. Right. And so if you start in St. Charles, great, no problem. But I also tell people, if you can do the stepping stone principle, which is if it starts here small, but you can step over that one to get to the next step, bigger property, higher return. I would recommend that you do that. St step over the one step if you've prepared yourself, if you're ready for it. Because otherwise you're here for a while, you've got to deal with it, you got to sell it, manage it. And so if you can get to that next level, that next property, usually it's a lot easier to get into residential than commercial. But with that said, let me just throw your specific situation out there. So I would highly recommend considering a single family residence and here's why <clears throat> there's a whole lot of reasons number one you can get into a single family residence using your home equity buy the property with zero down because you collateralize two properties your primary residence and that one none of your money is even needed right then you just sit and look at the cash flow how much rent can i get for my debt service you may say i'm going to reduce my debt service because i have some cash maybe i don't want to it's choices Second part about that is, so you have a cash flow analysis where you might be making some money cash flow. Second thing is, is that you have a tax write-off. It's a depreciation. Mm -hmm. So who's, especially somebody who is, uh, doesn't have as much write-offs in other places to have that investment property that you can utilize and you can, and you can write it all off and, and you know, what you ever spent on that house for sure. And the other one is appreciation rate. So if you say, if you're, if you have an exit strategy, which is, Hey, I want to buy this property and in five years, I want to sell it and whatever a single family home has one of the better, if not the best appreciation rates, because it can go to not just another investor, but a family looking for a home. So you have a lot of people that could buy it, right? So probably the quickest, fastest, easy is a, is a single family residence. And then just to throw, there's always a sweet spot. There's a sweet spot in, in any Valley, just to tell you, probably in well let me just use wasatch county that's where i live our sweet spots in the 700 range people say seven hundred thousand. i'm like yeah but the rents are higher because it's a nicer home it's a 2017 house instead of a 1986 house you know in the 500 range 400 range so you find that sweet spot where you can find enough rent to get the debt service and you know i had a friend that said hey let's let's go and buy a hundred and twenty thousand dollar house out in the, the sticks yeah, but your rent's going to be 1200 bucks, you know, on your debt service. So there's an analysis that we do on each particular location of that single family residence. If you bought a duplex or a triplex or a fourplex, that's usually a long-termer and it's, you, you take out the appreciation um, situation in a certain respect because no family is going to buy that because it's, they fell in love with it. So the emotional aspect's taken out. It's literally that, hey, I'm just here for the long run. I get rents off of the four, five, six, you know, units, whatever it is. Not bad. It's just be aware of what you're trying to do, that this is truly just an income producing property for the next forever. I can get 500 bucks a room, you know, or, or, or apartment. Those are good. You know, um, I always say if the single family is better than a condo, a little bit better than a townhome. They're not bad. It's just better because of that appreciation rate and that resale and that exit strategy, because you might say, man, I can sell that house or these two houses and then go and buy an apartment complex, you know, and do things like that. So I usually say the first out of the gate is 
get a single family home, townhome. I love owning the dirt underneath it. Condominium, you don't own the dirt. There's some variables with condominiums to me that are like not bad, but just that's a stepping stone. You can get that townhome dirt underneath it. You own that property. And then the single family, even more so. My friend, again, he, he bought those and he does group homes from his business, right? Now with you, I would also go quickly to commercial, only to be your own. So you could go get an SBA loan or something like that. If you occupy the, the property at a certain percentage, uh, some value, say, hey, I'm, I'm, my business is going to take this percentage, then an SBA loan, small business association loan, will give you some really good terms. You can have a little bit longer term, better interest rate kind of thing. It's a lower risk. Pluses and minuses. There's also some fees attached, some prepayment penalties. You have to analyze all that, right? Mm -hmm. But if you're paying rent for your building of, you want to tell me? How much do you pay for rent? Uh, $5,600. So we would just, we would just even reverse engineer that and say a $5,600 payment on a, on a commercial mortgage would be how much? And there's a dollar amount. Now, usually if you own it, you're willing to go up a little higher. So if you have a seven or $8,000 payment, can your business pay it? And then... I'll do it real quick. So if we have a, let's say a $7,000 mortgage payment and what would that do? If I have a payment and we have a 25 year commercial note and commercial rates, let's say we can get a six and three quarters. That's a, that's a, a million dollars. Okay. So you have a million dollar property that you buy that your business can go in and you need a down payment. That's where your home equity comes in again, or your cash from the business. Usually SBA is 10 to 15%. Other investment commercials are 20, 25%. Okay. And, and there you go. And then you're putting your rent payment into your own building, reducing your principal. And you might say, I own, I occupy, excuse me, 50% of it. And the other 50% I rent to someone else. Mm -hmm. And then, or 25% or something like that. Right. And that's how, that's probably the best and easiest way to get into a commercial property is to say, Hey, I own a business. I can pay my own rent banks, SBA. They love that because it's like, Oh, it's an established business that can make their payments sweet. And you get some pretty favorable terms. And by the way, with that interest rate, cool thing about these loans is you can always refinance. Mm -hmm. So one of the things we say is date the rate, marry the property. And because what you pay for that property, that's, you know, kind of locked into that. But the rate is something depending on the market. You just talk to your commercial lender or your mortgage guy and say, hey, you got me 6%. Her rates are down to four. Yep, let's redo it. We'll rewrite it for you and get you a lower payment. And your payment also, needs, all of a sudden your cash flow or your term has changed to be in your favor. That's the quick down and dirty. So you have two, three options. You know, hey, let's buy a house. Why? Just two. Have one. You know, just to have one or two. But you might, you might say, ah, it really interests me to do that building. I'd still say, get a home equity in your house. First thing I'd say is get a home equity in your house. That's what I would do. Just because it's like, I don't have to go ask somebody. Mm -hmm. I hope they'll give me a loan. It's like, hey, I have an established business, both buying for a house or a commercial. And I also have my own money in the bank. And I could pull another one, two, three, four hundred thousand dollars if I need to, to make this work. And of course, take that debt to put against the other debt. You're reducing that debt and increasing this debt, but it's a, it's a payment that it's the same. So if this debt goes down, this goes up. It, it's not like an additional debt. It's not like a debt here and a debt here. It's like one goes down, goes up. It's the same, right? Mm -hmm. All right. What are you thinking? I mean, my mind's kind of being blown right now. <laughs> I'm having like all of these thoughts of what I want to do. And, and <clears throat> I mean, it's just kind of confirming, maybe helping me uh, go down the road of, Maybe maybe buying a, a residential or, or two um, along with the commercial. I mean, that's just kind of. Well, you said step into the dark and you have a personality just because you want you told me that you step into the dark. You don't jump. Mm -hmm. That's OK. And you might say, I want to jump this time. Great, whatever. But you have that personality. So stepping into the dark might be a house and you get a feel for it. You get to understand it. You know, someone just be a landlord or have someone whatever, whatever. And they're like. Hey, Tom, I kind of like that. All my clients who've done this, I've done this, done my job 29 years. So I've now looked at people who are just scared to death through that first jump. And now they've got eight, seven. That was one story. I have multiple stories of people who have, and it's like nothing to buy the next house. Yeah, I'm going to buy the next one because they've got six or seven under their belt. Yeah. Right. They know what they're doing now. And that's what it's all about. You know, I'm like, I don't, I don't even know where to start with art. I have no idea. <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> well, <laughs> I can help you all. Well, that's roles, roles reverse right there. You know? Yeah. So, so, okay. So I think I might have to invite you back. Cause this, you know, yeah. if nothing else to hear you, so how to go, yeah. you know, kind of a thing with what we're doing with our businesses. You're in your first year. Let's make sure we hear and understand what your business is. Your first Natalie, your business is what's it called? Um, Crossley Fine Art. So spell that. Make sure that it's C R O S S L E Y, and then Fine Art. And our focus is on, um, or my focus is I'm the only one in it. (laughs) But it's just focusing on providing luxury to luxury home builds, just beautiful art, specifically murals and large paintings, um, just to create that peaceful atmosphere in a crazy world. We always teach our kids, students. You know, find your niche, find your niche. You know, what is it? Instead of I'm an artist, that's very unique. And and that's where you're actually, that's, you know, the the riches are in the niches, they say. And that's a beautiful niche. Your business. Yeah. So my business is uh, Reach Counseling. Uh, ReachCounselingUtah.com would be our website. Um, we're in South Jordan and Salt Lake City. Two locations? Two locations, yeah. Total of 15 offices. Mm. Um and it's kind of fun. We started with one office and three interns, and now we're at 25 employees um, total. Hmm. Uh, um, yeah, and we, we see all kinds of people, all ages, all different um, different issues, different concerns. So we've got, we've got uh, two exceptional humans who want to make a difference for people's lives, who have been able to make a living at it. And it's my job to help you get to a place in space in the next five to 10 years that you got a passive income coming in uh, from taking that great money you're going to make. And by the way, we should probably have murals in his new building. I think think every every place needs a mural. (laughs) We should have murals in those houses that you're going to buy. This is worth more rent. These beautiful murals. We call it the, if we do short-term rentals, we call it the the mural homes. Yes. (laughs) I'm not joking, by the way, this is legit. You know, if you have an experience, where that's what it is. If you pay for an experience where this is this kind of a fun room, well, it's just another idea. It's just a fun that's idea. Great. I like ideas. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, thank you for coming. Yeah, you guys drove up in Salt Lake. Yeah. Way fun. We're going to be uh, publishing this in the next few days. And let's share this because I think this was probably valuable to a multitude of people. I'd want my friends, just the phrases that you've taught and, and shared that you've learned from your vast experience in life, art <clears throat> and counseling little bits and pieces about how to take that and, and grow real estate and, and help all ends and all people. So thanks for coming guys. Yeah. Thank you. This is dollars and sensibility and I'm Tom stone. Thank you for listening and thanks for getting real with me. So next step is to answer your questions. Come see me guild mortgage four three five six five four nine nine seven nine or go apply tom.com.